This match day 16 picks edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Claim your risk-free bet up to $500 over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. And we're also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time tickets make the perfect holiday gift. Download the Game Time app today. Use promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Everybody to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Wednesday, the 6th of December, and we are here to look over another full programme of Premier League action whilst we're still in the middle of the current one uh, taking place over the coming weekend. Um, joining me. Um, looking very Christmassy, Baz. We had some Christmas tree chat the other night. You weren't interested. And then tonight, you've turned up in front of your Christmas tree like a big morose St. Nick. Uh, Mr. Barry Penaluna, how are you doing? Well, this isn't deliberate. I'm just... <laughs> you sure? Because we are recording later, I don't go in the kitchen because the bedroom's above the kitchen and I make too much noise and I keep the other half awake. So I'm doing yeah. it from the lounge and there happens to be a Christmas tree up. I've got to say, I played no part in putting this Christmas tree up, because uh, like you, I've got no interest in that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, how am I doing, Malcolm? I'm ill again. It feels oh, like. Oh God! Um, every other week, I seem to be coming on here moaning about another cold. So yeah, I'm full of cold again, uh, which is bad timing because I've got uh, some festivities tomorrow. I've got the works Christmas night out, out for a meal and a few drinks and all of that sort of stuff. Um. So yes, other than that, all good. Very good. Um, I've seen enough Christmas <laughs> works night out uh, yeah. that I've actually been working at over the last couple of weeks, and I've got about another 10 to do. Tonight, Barry, I have been to Larry's Lanes, Bowling Alley. I've had the casino out in the Bowling Alley in Seaton Carew. If you don't know where Seaton Carew is, stick that in your map. Um, on the, well, right on the Teesside coast, the Hartlepool coast, uh, on the North Sea, it was very chilly up in Seaton Carew tonight, Barry. Um, but lots of young people. Young people work at the bowling alley, Barry, uh, and it was getting a bit leery. Look, the manager had the common sense to make the party 6.30 till 9.30, because if he'd done it 9 till midnight, it would have been fucking mayhem. Uh, by about half an hour, the young people were getting very, very leery. And they couldn't go out to the bars, because a lot of them were 16 and 17, so they had to stay in the bowling alley so they could have a private do. Um, but yeah, it was fun and games. I quite enjoyed it. So if you're in the vicinity, go and visit Larry's Lanes. Uh, loads of fun. Um, who's uh, in the chat? Um, Captain Sano, Barry's sick of winning, apparently. Not just uh, not just sick. Yeah, we are Scrooges, you're absolutely right. But um, that's both of our Christmas trees. Isn't that where the gecko used to live, Barry? Where the Christmas tree is? No, the gecko's over that way. No, all right. The gecko? Has he been up seen... nowadays? Has he changed his behaviour? Um, yeah, he doesn't come out anymore. Um, geckos don't, they don't hibernate as such. Uh, but they do become less active when it gets colder. So um, it's very boring at the moment. Um, he'll come out once a week. When he gets a bit hungry, he'll come out, get fed, and then he'll disappear for another week. So he's let us uh, all go, really. Um, no fun at all. That's disappointing. Um, Captain Sano said we remind him of them two old blokes on the balcony uh, in the Muppet Show. Um, Waldorf and Statler sitting up there. Yeah, that's fair enough. So we are eight games into a midweek Premier League slate of 10. We've got two games tomorrow, but it's been really good. It's been another really good slate of games. Um, I'm quite enjoying the Premier League at the moment, Baz. There's been a little bit of everything. Um, you tend to get one sort of 4-3, 4-4-3-3 a week, at least one. There's been loads recently. We had the Arsenal uh, sneaked past Luton 4-3 last night. Uh, late winners, loads and loads of goals. So I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, and it looks competitive, Baz, at both ends of the league. 
Manchester City have lost tonight, um, which is good for the league because you don't want them to run away with it. Even as if we don't want Arsenal or Liverpool to win, we still want them to get competitive. And then in the tier below that, Aston Villa have laid down a marker tonight, a proper one. Um, I think a 1-0 win is so much of a better marker than a four thing. We've seen Manchester City draw 4-4 at Chelsea. Well, that wasn't Chelsea laying down a marker at all. Um, and the, neither was the 3-3 with Tottenham. Villa winning 1-0 is a great uh, a great illustration of what they're capable of. Um, so Newcastle and Villa just sort of pushing aside Man United, Spurs and Chelsea in that second tier um, of teams. And it looks competitive at the bottom as well. Bournemouth are making a run. Obviously, Everton um, have their own problems, but are picking up points. So, yeah, it's uh, it's getting really, really interesting. Baz, results have been good where picks have been good. We went four for four on the Tuesday night, uh, which was great. We both hit different picks on the Luton game, um, and we both picked Wolves. And we had some good stuff. Bournemouth was a nice play. Um, 11 to 5 underdog of the week. We both picked Bournemouth uh, plus 220. Um, yeah, look, recap lots of games really nicely. So, eight games through, Baz, I've reached 11 and a half units. So, I'm free rolling. I've got Everton and, sorry, I've got Newcastle and Tottenham tomorrow. Both as free shots. Uh, so if one of them or both of them could win, could get me up to 13, 14, 15 units on the week. Um, what's your main takeaways from the last couple of nights? It's been quite good crack. It's been good. As you say, the, the league is wide open. Um, it, it's almost like if you'd, if you'd set up a league at the start of the season with a handicap system, you'd, you'd want to start with City a few points behind. So City now having to come from yeah. six points behind at ha- almost the halfway stage is a proper leveller. Um, I keep saying, and I, and I still stick with it, I, there's, there's none of the teams at the top end have massively impressed me. Um, and that's not having a dig at anyone. I just think, no, you know, also made hard work of it last night. They've done so in a, in a few games this season. Yeah. They're getting the results. And that's 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 great that you know that's what you've got to do. You know, good teams get results late on, like they did, like Liverpool did the other day. Um, but I still don't think Arsenal are playing as well as they did last season. I don't think Liverpool are playing as well as they did two seasons ago when they were at their best or, or near enough their best. Um, Spurs started really strong, gone off the boil. Even Villa, I, I mean, Villa at home, unbelievable, and tonight's an unbelievable result. But I didn't think they were very good at the weekend. I didn't think I thought they were very lucky to come away with a win against Spurs in that game as well at at, um, at Spurs. So Villa are flying, but but again, um, from one week to the next, one week they look great, the next week they look look suspect. But again, they're getting the results, which is important. So I think it has made it intriguing. I mean, the, the thing that stands stood out for me is it just shows particularly away from home, there are no easy games for any team in this league because you've got City no. going to Villa, can't win. Luton, you know, made it hard. Liverpool couldn't win at Luton. Man United only won by one there. Last night, they made it really hard for Arsenal. Fulham done the same for Liverpool at the weekend. And it just shows that there's, there's none of these teams in that top four can go anywhere away from home at the moment and, and sort of assume they're going to win. Um, because you've, you've got to fight for everything in this league, like and uh, you know those that Liverpool game and the Arsenal game in particular sort of demonstrate that. So I, I think it has thrown it wide up, wide open, and only can be good for the league. I, I've enjoyed the football. I've watched. Do I enjoy Liverpool and Arsenal getting late winners? No, but it's <laughs> been entertaining. It's entertaining games, and you can't say you know. They didn't deserve it. People will say it's lucky because it's late on, but it's not. You keep yourself in those positions and you create the chances and you take them. You know, game's over when it's over. So, yeah, good I've stuff. I've got a conversation to have about Arsenal and Liverpool in relation to Manchester City, Barry, but I think I'll have it. It just came to us. I've just been driving back up the A19, but I think we'll have it on Sunday because we've got loads to, to get to tonight already and it's quite late, but it's definitely a convo worth having. Uh, the chat's asking about the outright marketing, whether Manchester City is still... Uh, short price favourite. So I've got them here at nine to ten, minus one one one. Uh, Brian in the chat seeing even money kicking around for Manchester City. You then got Arsenal at eleven to four, and um, plus two seventy five. Liverpool seventy two plus three fifty. Then you get Villa fourth in at thirty to one. 
Tottenham 40 to 1, Newcastle 50 to 1. I knew I would be backing out of them three, and it's not Tottenham or Villa, Baz. Uh, so there you go. Um, this was this little card coming up, Baz. I, totally by accident, I've kind of stumbled across another little interesting uh, way of handicapping stuff because I've handicapped things twice. I handicapped them this afternoon because I had to go out to work and he only had half an hour tonight. And it was interesting to see what effect tonight's results had on my handicap and um, whether or not you. You can't just handicap on one recent game, but it can change what you think. Um, so there's, there's a couple of games where I've wrote down a couple of thoughts. If this happens, I'll back this. If this happens, I'll back that. So we'll get to those when I come to them, but it's been there. Uh, it's added something in that I didn't really know existed. I, I assume you marked down all the prices this afternoon as well. And that's um, the other thing, Baz. Price, line, line movement. I, I've looked at it tonight, after the games or during the games and after the games. So I've... Um, I've looked at a few and I've thought that wouldn't have been that price until, um, you know, tonight's game. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what prices you've got marked down from earlier in the day to what we're looking at now. Um, I've got two things in the lifestyle section I want to mention, Baz. Um, firstly, this is a sorry, sorry tale, Barry. Ooh, this is a sorry tale. Um, and it might just uh, perk up some of the Manchester United supporters. Um, although, big, it's slightly sadistic. Um, Simmers, our good friend Simmers, uh, Paul Simpson, good friend of the show, friend of mine. You were uh, last seen him at Sheffield Wednesday last year on that disastrous trip. Um, stayed out celebrating after um, Newcastle beat Manchester United on Saturday. Um, around the place was in the vineyard, Barry. You know the vineyard down on the bottom of Grey Street. Um, bought a round of zombies at about half one in the morning which is a flaming cocktail, one of those ones to set fire to. Yeah. Uh, halfway back to the table, he's carrying his three flaming zombies. Someone knocks his elbow all over his hand, third-degree burns, Baz, on his ring finger and the finger next to him. He's been to the hospital all week. He was on his way to the hospital today when I spoke to him, all because he was celebrating Newcastle beating Man United and set his hand on fire in the pub. What do you think of that? Oh, that's harsh. Very harsh. <laughs> Grim, isn't it? You know, don't play with fire while it's drunk. That is a very good, very good uh, advice for anybody. I said to him, so I said, Mike, do you mind if I tell everyone that story on the pod? He was like, no, nah, go for it. Because he'd been on holiday the week before. He got home, his, uh, his battery was flat on his car. Uh, the tyre was flat. While he was out, his last flooded the bathroom. And then he went out and set fire to his hand. So it's cost him a fortune. And he's, uh, he's, he's set fire to his hand. And Lenny B says, nothing good ever happens after midnight, uh, apparently, which is another another good saying. Um, the second thing I wanted to bring up, Baz, and back to the algorithm. We haven't had algorithm chat for a little while. And this hasn't really come up on the algorithm, but it probably might now because I've been looking at it a lot. And what do you think, Barry, of this current trend of um, young girls in their underpants shouting and screaming on Twitter because the football team got beat. Like, every team seems to have one now. It's like we've been issued one by the league. Like, the league have got 20 young girls in their underpants and given one to each team. So I've seen the... I think it started with Astrid Wett, who was the Chelsea yeah. one. Now, she's like a proper only fans person. She puts stuff up her front bottom for the price of a Happy Meal. No problem. But she <laughs> does it with, she's done it with Chelsea. Um, and then there's a Manchester United one. But the one I'm seeing at the minute, Baz, uh, you, could you guess which Aston one? Villa. Aston Villa. It is the Aston Villa one, yeah. yeah. Awful. Yeah, I mean, any any thoughts on this? No, I've no interest in that. Like, <laughs> I don't really get it. I mean, I don't know if our American audience have this. If your sports team gets beat, that a young lady in her underpants jumps up and down and sh screams that they're shit and they should sack the manager. And I mean... Let a thousand blossoms bloom. Do you know what I mean? People can do what they want. People can wear what they want. Um, it just baffles me completely. Like, and the other thing with the Aston Villa one, Baz, and we had this with Jack Grealish, is it's the accent. It doesn't help anything. I don't know under what circumstances that accent would help anything or anybody. Like, and it's just a shame. We've got people from the Birmingham era. We have people with that accent. We'll listen to this show. I mean, it's got to be a handicap for them, Baz, hasn't it? <laughs> That's harsh. But, but Is it not? Is Wayne going to go mad? Agree. 
But yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Algorithm stuff, Malcolm. I go on TikTok regularly now. Yeah. And, um, what do I keep saying at the moment is bricklayers, like just laying <laughs> What? I, honestly, I showed the kids and Helen. I said I don't know why, but I've obviously clicked. Just, uh, just oh, laying bricks. Yeah, yeah. This is just a wall laying bricks, and I must have stared at it for about ten seconds one day. It was quite therapeutic, actually. Just brick, flatten brick over again. Yeah. And now. All I get is bricklayer videos. Honestly, absolutely stored off of uh, videos. Of well, they're not doing it, Dan, so they haven't got the knob out or anything like that. Just tell, showing you how, how good a bricklayer he is um, oh, and wow. how much you can earn as a bricklayer. So that's a bit of a random one. Uh, so that's my algorithm for the week. Uh, a couple <laughs> of like bit for me. Did I tell the cat story at the weekend, Malcolm? Yeah, the people sending you video uh, pictures of the cats. No, no, not that. It was the mother-in-law. No. Oh, no. Oh, this is a good one then. So I've got two things. Um, so I told you of my dislike for cats. No love yeah, for them whatsoever. Totally emotionless when it comes to cats. And I don't know why when I mentioned that, I didn't mention this story. Or maybe it happened after, I don't know. But anyway, um, the mother-in-law lives in Hull. Uh, she has a Polish neighbour. Um, doesn't speak very good English. Uh, very nice man. Very polite. But communication's not great. Anyway, he's moving back to Poland. This was on Saturday. Removal van's there, packing all his stuff. Knocks on the door with a cat in hand and a bag of cat food and says to Helen's mother, um, you must look after my cat. And she went, no, 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 I don't want your cat. He went, please, please, you have to, you have to. She said, that cat's not coming in my house. At which point he just chucked the cat at her, put the food on the floor, and off he went. And, like, the cat scratched her chest, ran in the house. <laughs> and the Polish bloke just gets in the van and off he's gone. Just left her with a cat and four tins of cat food. Um, absolutely bizarre. So, uh, obviously, my, my advice was you just <laughs> kick it out into the garden. Um, so, she's still got this cat. She, hasn't, she doesn't want a cat. She's got no interest in keeping it. So, she did kick it out. But then she starts feeling sorry for it. So, she'll open the kitchen door and put some food out and let it come in the kitchen, get some food, and then kick it out again. Yeah. But now it's starting to get more confident. It'll come through and sit on the sitting room, and then she has to kick it out. And she's tried ringing the... She, she rang a, like a cat rescue place today and explained the story. And they said, well, how do we know what you're telling us is true? And it's not just your cat and you want rid of it? And she yeah, <laughs> She, but like she was getting the proper Spanish Inquisition from them. She's like, "Eh, I'm just trying to help you. This cat's gonna die because I'm not gonna let it in my house. If you want to come and collect this, come and collect it." Uh, but yeah, absolutely bizarre. Just knocked on the door and said, "Yeah, this is your cat now." And off he went to Poland. He's gone. Is that cat needs to have been gone by Christmas? Otherwise, I won't be visiting the in-laws. Yeah. No, oh, time. Well, I look forward to a uh, um, Polish cat update on Sunday, but then this morning, Malcolm, I reckon I broke a world record. Um, oh. for warning lights on a car. How, what's the most? <laughs> How many? What's, what's the most dashboard warning lights you've had in? Oh, probably yeah. two, maybe three on a bad day. Yeah, uh, I reckon I had seven this morning. <laughs> seven. Um, so it started last week. I had a, a tire pressure monitor. So it come up and it said, you've got a low pressure on one of your tyres. And then it brings you up the tyres and it said 32, 32, 31 on one of them. Now, are you going to go to the garage and pump a tyre up at that point? Nah. No, no chance. Are you? So I ignore it. 32, 31, that, that's fine. I can live with that. So I left it. So at that point, I have one tyre warning light and uh, another one just saying, you've got a warning. Anyway, by yesterday, I had three tyre warning lights. Okay. So, 31, 31, 31, 32. I'm still not going to the garage for that because if 32 is acceptable, then 331s doesn't concern me. So I'm carrying on anyway. Um, and then yesterday, I've got the three warning lights. I've got another warning light to see I've got warnings. I got uh, low fuel. Yeah, nice. The garage. I had a, a frost warning. Okay. And the final one was a bit of a random one. It said, um, Keep driving to uh, clean exhaust filter. I've never what? seen that one before. But anyway, yeah. I kept driving and it turned off. But yeah, yesterday morning, I'm seven hazard warning lights on my car. 
Um, didn't stop me like. uh, cracking on and getting on my way, like. But uh, yeah, seven's a good effort. Trying. If anyone can be- like a challenge, Barry, for the listeners, if you've ever had more than seven warning lights, or if you think you can, uh, sort yourself out. This car's only eighteen months old, Malcolm. It's not an old car, like. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, good effort. Very good effort, Buzz. Um, right, do you remember the football podcast that we used to do, Buzz? It was quite good. What if people enjoyed that? We'll uh, try that again. Maybe you should get on. There's two things I need to say quickly, though. Firstly, the Spotify rap thing. We're going to give you till the weekend. Get your Spotify wrapped in. We've had quite a few in. Um, and we're going to do some little contest for those who, uh, who qualify. Yeah, if you can so, send us a screenshot of us in your top five podcasts on Spotify, which some people have already done. Those who have done it, uh, we're going to set you a challenge next week. And, and whoever can come out top of that challenge uh, will win a piece of merchandise. So, um, yeah, And the second thing is, uh, listener and friend of the show, Pat, um, had me and Barry as guests on his podcast, Rocking the Suburbs. Um, so if you don't want to listen to us talking about football, which we haven't done so far in 22 minutes, um, we actually talk a little bit of music uh, for an hour or so with Pat. So if you just, uh, wherever you get your podcast, if you go and find Rocking the Suburbs, you can hear me and Baz talking a lot more bollocks and give us some musical recommendations as well. Notice Francis has turned up tonight. The uh, Man United won, so Frank's back. That must be the uh, the rules, is it, Frank? He's back tonight. Yeah, we won't mention it. Um, right, okay, let's make some picks, Baz. Let's first talk about Bet Rivers. Um, Bet Rivers available in over 14 states, plus Ontario, Canada. Bet Rivers are some of the best live betting markets in the space. Betting menu is second to none, including tons of props. Deposit and withdrawing is super easy on Bet Rivers. Sign up using our link to get a risk-free bet up to $500. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash betrivers. Problem gambler, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, so we start on Saturday lunchtime, 12.30. Um, that's a 7.30 Eastern time kickoff between Crystal Palace and Liverpool. Now, we mentioned line movement, Baz, and there's been line movement on this. Remarkably, Barry, Crystal Palace have shortened up and Liverpool have lengthened in price. Crystal Palace haven't had a terrible result tonight. Liverpool having a very standard result. Palace were 92 plus 450 this afternoon. Tonight, they're sitting at 17 to 4 plus 425. Nipped in a quarter of a point. The draw is 3 to 1. And Liverpool, who were 4 to 7 minus 175, are now 3 to 5 minus 166. So I've got no idea what that's all about. Shocking result for Palace tonight. It's open to Bournemouth. Um, listen to a little bit of talk sport on the way back in the van. A couple of Palace fans just wanting Hodgson out. And really, he should never have been there. Uh, we don't think. Palace's home form now is 1-1 of 7. Uh, Liverpool's away form was a little bit sticky. And really, tonight, we didn't learn too much. They kind of made hard work of beating Sheffield United. Um, there's no patterns with Palace. I think Palace under Hodgson are done, Barry. Um, the players are kind of down to you. We've seen this before. Liverpool on the handicap for me. I think they can go and absolutely screw them. Frank shouting out Liverpool to win both halves, which is another good bet. That was a bet you took tonight, Barry, against Sheffield United. Uh, but I just think they'll do them all. But Liverpool are full of goals, man. I know they struggled a little bit tonight. Um, but Palace, look, a, a spend force. Plus 150, Baz, 6-4 on the handicap. Liverpool minus one and a half looks a really fair price. You've got me, you've got me torn here because I, I thought about the handicap. No, I'm sticking with, I'm sticking with my guns. <laughs> Listen, there's a couple of teams who I feel like you just got to keep fading at the minute. Palace are definitely one of them. Um, as you say, one win in eight league games now. Uh, defeats to Bournemouth, Everton, Luton, just in recent weeks. They've still scored just 14 goals all season, less than one a game. And that's going to put them in trouble every week. As I say, Liverpool are more now three wins from four, the other one being the draw against Man City. So really, really good form. Uh, they have needed late goals in some of those. But <laughs> Liverpool full of goals. I don't I don't know who's <laughs> like I, I, I watch them. And I don't think they look anywhere near as potent as they did 
when, when it was Salah, Mane, Jota. Um, I don't, Darwin Nunes is absolute garbage, Malcolm. He's he not, man. He just runs into people. Like, he just runs into blind alleys all the time. Honestly, if you'd watch the game tonight, Malcolm, he's fucking useless. Absolutely useless. <laughs> he, only, he only played the last 25 minutes, but I just, every time I watch him, I just think, I think he's brilliant. He's not for me, like. I mean, I've got him in my fantasy football team. He's, he'd be getting binned this weekend, that's for sure. That, let's see, it took a late one for them tonight to, to get away. You know, they were, they were ahead early, but it late, late goal for them to get um, two ahead. Obviously, came from behind late against Fulham. So, I just, I, I couldn't be that confident in terms of handicaps for, for Liverpool at the moment. Because Diaz isn't scoring many goals either. Jota's not scoring goals. Gakpo's not scoring goals. They're getting, you know, you looked at the weekend and it was Endo, McAllister, Sobersly, Trent. They're relying on everyone but their forwards to get the goals for them at the moment. That's um, good, isn't it? But, but will, can they sustain that? I don't know. I think the front three need to start chipping in with some goals themselves. Otherwise, it might end up costing them. There are a lot of sides where I'd be happy to side with them at, at home um, to Liverpool at, at the minute because I think Liverpool's away form is is where you can sort of take them on a little bit. But do I think Palace can do what Fulham did and make a game of it? I, I just can't see it. So I wouldn't talk you off your pick at all. Like I, I think you know a similar result tonight will will be required because I've gone for the unders, Malcolm. I don't think Palace Ooh. can score, and I don't see Liverpool running away with it. Um, it's a big price to 27 to 20 plus 135. Liverpool's last three games away from home in the league have all been under two and a half goals. Um, so I'm more than happy to take take the unders here. I think Palace will struggle, and as I say, I'm banking on Liverpool scoring no more than two. Um, which as I say, they've done in the last three away from home. So yeah, pick for me, Malcolm Palace Liverpool under two and a half goals, 27 to 20. Okay. Um, on to the three o'clock, uh, Brighton take on Burnley. Uh, Brighton 1 to 2. The draw 7 to 2 plus 350. And Burnley 19 to 4 plus 475, Barry. Uh, yeah, so Brighton are a little bit shorter than I would have than I would have liked, yeah. Still a bit unsure when it comes to Brighton in terms of backing them with any confidence. I didn't see the game last night for Burnley. Uh, but I've heard they were absolute garbage again, uh, particularly in the second half. I've seen a lot of Burnley fans complain about how how poor they were. Uh, so certainly, we'd said beforehand in terms of Burnley, you know, the 5-0 over Sheffield United didn't really change our opinion of them. So, as I say, Brighton, just unpredictable. As we know, the only thing you can predict, both teams to score hits every single week. Everyone yeah. scores against Brighton. Um the last three games have also gone over two and a half as well as both to score. So that's where I've gone. I think I think goals here again with Brighton is is the safest play because I just don't just don't trust Brighton um at the moment. So I've gone with both teams to score and over two point five. Um I bet that would have hit in all of the last three for Brighton games. Uh it's a twenty to twenty one, so just short of evens, it's it's minus one oh five. So yeah, pick for me, Brighton v Burnley, both to score and over two point five goals. At just short of evens. Yeah, I think all I tried to do here was factor in goals as well, Barry. Um, Brighton aren't going to change. You know what you're going to get. Um, I think the the question here is what could Burnley contribute to the game? Because I did watch that Wolves game last night, and that was a classic Burnley performance. In that they actually, I thought they played all right, but maybe it's, it's the game wore on. They they looked a bit, a little bit more toothless, but they had possession. They made some chances, but. They were even the better team, but they made an error for the goal, which they do every week. And they haven't got a striker. They haven't got an eight-goal striker, a 10, even, a, a, like I say, a 12 to 10, an eight-goal striker in there. Um, so neither side appeals. I don't want Burnley to win. Brighton are too short. Stick with the goals, Baz. Um, so it gives us a couple of options. I've gone with a different bet. You have gone over three and a half total match goals. That's 11 to 8 plus 137. Um because Burnley can chip one in because Brighton always concede. Um, Brighton put two past Brentford tonight. Um, and as a form line, I think that makes them good for three. 
So, yeah, 3-1 Brighton win. Um, but you get a couple of other options as well with a total of over 3.5, 11-8, plus 137. Um, 3 o'clock, Manchester United take on Bournemouth. Man United 3-5, uh, minus 166. The draw 16-5, plus 320. Bournemouth 15-4, plus 375. In fact, drifted out a little bit, Bournemouth, out to 4-1 to now. Um, so, man, you beat Chelsea tonight. Uh if it was any other team, you can't. You just can't read much into that because Chelsea are so unreliable. Um, better performance from Manchester United. Ten Hag was brave and dropped Rashford. Um, now he needs to do a little bit more with him. He needs to. There needs to be a plan in place to try and get Marcus Rashford back to where he was. But he was brave. He dropped him, and it worked. I mean, they still relied on two Scott McTominay goals, not for the first time this season as well, which is really, really weird. Um, Frank's telling us that he's better than. Darwin Nunes in front of the goal. Um, so I'm no interest in back in Manchester United still. You just can't trust them. Um, Bournemouth, great form. Absolute great form, Bournemouth. Superb win again tonight. Um, they're on a good run of scoring goals and playing well. This is the normally the type of game we've taken Man United as a system play at home against the bad teams. They tend to sneak it. Um, but I can't trust them. Um... I picked this tonight, Man United v Chelsea. Both teams to score over two and a half goals and it hit. Um, I can't get away from it. It's even money, Baz. Um, both teams to score over two and a half goals again. Probably a similar outcome. Um, I was tempted by Bournemouth team total. Um, it's a bit of a bigger price. But I just think this hits again. Manchester United might go and beat them 2-1, 3-1, something like that. Um, so yeah, both teams to score and over two and a half goals, even money. Yeah, um, I, I don't mind that one at all. It'll, it'll certainly if that comes in, mine's got a chance. Man, it would definitely better today. You know, it would be hard not to, as you say. Rashford was dropped, Anthony looked better apart from his constant rolling around, whinging in the first half was absolutely ridiculous. Um, Garnacho was good again. McTominay was, McTominay was everywhere. McTominay could have scored four or five tonight, Mal. I think he had seven shots on goal wow. tonight, McTominay. Uh, could, he should have definitely had a hat-trick, but easily could have had more. Um, so, yeah, a bit of respite for Ten Hag, but Man United still unbackable for me at four to seven. Chelsea, Chelsea were poor, but as I say, I don't think you should take too much away from Man United, who definitely put in... Uh, a bit more of a fight tonight than they did on Saturday. So that was one where I didn't know what price um, Man United were earlier in the day, but four to seven now at the weekend. But did were there any? Has there been any movement in that one? Uh, slightly, it's three to five. Yeah, one difference is there. Uh, hang on, let me give us one second. Yeah, they're, yeah, the minus my, minus one eighty bars now. They're eleven to twenty. They're minus one sixty six. They've tightened up to minus one eighty. Yeah, I thought that would be the case because it was it was a better performance. Um, I'll talk about Chelsea when we get to Chelsea rather than here. But as you say, Bournemouth continued to be in a great run of form, unbeaten in four, and scored nine in those four games as well. Um, and I don't want to get repetitive and keep opposing Man United because I did that tonight and I was wrong. As I say, you you got it right tonight. I was on the wrong side of it, um, and I think the writing was on the wall for me pretty early. Um, but I agree, goals is the way to go. Um, so actually, we've completely flip flopped from the last game. Um, Man United did look vulnerable on the break at times tonight. Um, and Bournemouth are capable of exploiting that. They, I thought they broke really well against us when they beat us. Um, at the same time, Man United could easily have had four or five tonight. They had 28 attempts on goal, nine on target, and an XG of over four. Um, so I think goals as well, but I'm going for over three and a half goals here at 13 to 8, plus 137, no, plus 167, isn't it? No, yeah, yeah, plus 167. So yeah, the pick for me, Man United v Bournemouth, over three and a half goals at 13 to 8. Um, underdog fantasy, a great way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, and college football. Simply pick higher or lower on your favourite players' fantasy stats and cash in. So watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. If you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog, double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy. 
promo code SGPN and game time the ticket people helping you take the stress out of getting tickets for whatever you want sport music comedy theater uh, last minute tickets killer deals low price guarantees um and the game time guarantee credits you 110% of the difference if you find tickets in the same section and row four less you get images of your seat all the good stuff so you can spend time looking forward to the event not stressing about what's going on with your tickets um great holiday gift as well game time tickets download the game time app create an account use the code cfbx for 20 dollars off your first purchase same supply create an account redeem the code cfbx for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed the youtube views bar are going up and down like a bride's nightly i don't know what's going on there um three o'clock sheffield united take on brentford Sheffield United are 15 to 4, plus 375. The draws 3 to 1. Brentford are 23 to 35, minus 151. Um, this is you, Baz. Um Yeah, that, sorry, I'm lost which game we were on there. Um Sheffield United done all right tonight. First game under Chris Wilder, or obviously first game under this spell of Chris Wilder. Stayed in it for a long time, which was probably the best they could have hoped for going into this. And the fans will probably be happy just to have lost by a respectable total this week. Um, well, it was a respectable scoreline. They still do have nine defeats in the last 11 games. But Brentford are all over the place. Um, they looked to have turned a corner a few weeks ago. They won three on the bounce. They've since gone three defeats in the last four. Uh, another concern tonight, and Buemo went off. Uh, scored the goal, goal, got injured um, and potentially could be missing. He went off after about 40 minutes tonight. And I think that would be a blow if he is to miss out because he is sort of pivotal to their attack and threat, particularly without Tony involved. Um, tonight was probably never going to be the night for any kind of new manager bounce for Sheffield United. So this game might represent more of an opportunity for that. Um, I don't feel like I can back Sheffield United to win or or anything like that. But I think they can keep it tight and possibly come away with something. Um, as I say, Brentford are, are inconsistent at the moment. So, yeah, I'll take Sheffield United to keep it close. The limited Liverpool tonight, that, that's a positive. And I think Wilder coming in, the first things first, he's just going to try and make them harder to beat. Whether he can do that is another matter. Um, but he will need to make them harder to beat, stronger at the back. So we'll find out this weekend if he can achieve that. But I'm I'm going to back him to do so. I'm going to take the unders again, Malcolm. Under 2.5 goals at 11 to 10. Um, so Sheffield United v Brentford, under 2.5 goals at 11 to 10 is the pick for me. It's pretty brave tonight, Baz, with the unders. I've just been off them after that week, maybe three weeks ago. And we yeah. talked on Sunday, we just said turning into an overs league. Like we're saying 7 out of 10, 8 out of 10. Um, but yeah, I mean, you've got to handicap it as you see it, but... Um, for me, so this was a bit of a free hit tonight for Sheffield United against Liverpool. And they did okay. Um, they had a couple of half chances. Um, and like you say, Brentford struggling. Like they've only won two out of six on the road. Uh, they're far too short of back here outright. Now, Sheffield United, a bit more time with a new manager. Um, I think it was Lenny was maybe asking in the Discord channel this afternoon what to expect from Sheffield United under Chris Wilder. Do you think they'll just play with a low block? But absolutely the opposite. Like that first time round when they were in the Prem, did they finish seventh? I think one season. Um, they played some mad old systems. They had like the there was a Chris Basham, the centre back used to just bomb on um, all sorts of madness. So I think they've got some goals in them. I'm going to give them a chance here, Baz, with the new manager bounce. Um, I looked at Sheffield United team total, uh, but then I think they might even nick this one nil. So I'm going to go with Sheffield United. Uh, on the money line, um, like I say, new manager bounce, the extra few days. Brentford aren't really up to much. Sheffield United at plus 375, 15 to 4. Uh, I'll take the home puppy um, for Sheffield United. Uh, Wolves v Nottingham Forest, 3 o'clock. Wolves are now 13 to 15, minus 115. They were even money this afternoon. Draw 12 to 5, plus 240. Nottingham Forest are out to 16 to 5 plus 320. Uh, they were plus they were 11 to 4 this afternoon. Forest have drifted half a point 
having been roundly humped by Fulham 5-0 tonight. And Wolves did enough against Burnley last night. They weren't very impressive. Um, however, Forrest got absolutely smashed up tonight. Um, terrible, terrible, terrible result for that. This is one of the um, ones where I had two picks, Baz. It says, if, um, if Forrest lose, this is the second comparison game, having lost to Everton at the weekend, if Forrest lose, I'll take Wolves at even money. If Forrest play well tonight, I'll make him a 1-1 of the week. Therefore, I'm going to take Wolves on the money line because Forrest weren't competitive. Steve, the only thing that puts you off a little bit is Steve Cooper comes out and gives such a good interview. Like, he takes responsibility, he tells you what's wrong, what they're going to do about it. But it's just words at the end of it. Like, he could talk you into it. Um, and also, their away form, ten, it's been shit for quite a long time. We had this last year. Um, so it's not a very fancy price. Like, I would have preferred the even money. But the 13 to 15, took it last night, Wolves won. And uh, Forrester in a bit of a mess. So I'll take Wolves, but Yeah, I mean, same pick, Malcolm. If, I, if you'd ask me where I would go on this before this midweek slate of games, I'd have gone for Wolves. Um, Wolves win, Forrest lose, so, so nothing's changed at all. Um, Forrest now four defeats in a row and just one win in 11. Uh, so I think the price for Wolves, 17 to 20, as you say, it's nothing fancy, um, but it just looks a good price to me. So very simple one, Wolves to beat Forrest at 17 to 20. Uh, next up is the tea time game on Saturday. Fascinating encounter between Aston Villa and Arsenal. Aston Villa are now 12 to 5 plus 240. Uh, they were 5 to 2, so will be nipped in a uh, tenth of a point. The draw is at um, 5 to 2. Oh, sorry, 13 to 5 plus 260. Arsenal were even money, are uh, 21 to 20 uh, plus 105. So a little drift on Arsenal. Um, really good looking game. This Baz, fun one to handicap. Yeah, it was the first one that stood out, particularly after tonight's results. Um, I thought this is really intriguing. I mean, we've talked about Villa's home form previously. It's absolutely ridiculous now. Seven wins from seven. Um, 24 conceded, uh, 24 goals scored in seven games at home uh, and just five conceded as well. Um, I, I went with goals tonight, Villa City, because I, I, I wanted to have Villa on my side as well, but I, I wasn't brave enough to take any kind of Villa win. I thought City would come out on top, but with goals on both sides of it. Um, but again, I don't want to oppose Villa here at this price. I think Villa are Big price. As I say, I've talked about Arsenal before and sort of don't want to keep going on. It sounds like I'm just moaning about them, but I'm not. They're going great at the top of the league, rightfully so. And as I say, good teams hang in games and Nick wins late on, even when the performances might not be great, um, like they did yesterday, like Liverpool did. Like we used to see for years and years, Ferguson's team, Man United, used to do this, didn't they? And, and, and pick those late winners up. Um so Arsenal are going good, but but they are making hard work of it, particularly on the road. I go back to what I said last week before the Luton game. They've only won one game away from home this season by more than a single goal. They beat Bournemouth 4-0. Every other win away from home has been by just a single goal. Um, they needed a late one yesterday. They needed a late one a couple of weeks ago against Brentford, where they scored in the 89th minute to, to win 1-0. And I think if they find themselves in a similar position at Villa Park, Villa might be better equipped to hang on. Um, so at Villa Park, with Villa in such great form, and you give me 12 to 5 plus 240 Villa, I think I just have to go with the form here, um, particularly after tonight. And again, it's one where I assume it's shortened up a little bit after the beat City. Um, notable thing about that City one tonight, Malcolm, Rodri was missing. Yeah. Um, that's now four games missing. And four defeats. Yeah. Four defeats from Man City in a season is a big number anyway. But for all four of them, um, recent defeats to have come when he's been missing shows how important he is uh, or how under-equipped they are to deal with him when he's not there. Um, so he should probably stop picking up silly bookings and silly red cards because um, he's costing his team. Especially you think that red card, three-match ban for grabbing a Forest player by the neck. I can't remember who it was. Um, I'm sure his fifth yellow card that got him suspended for tonight was kicking the ball away or arguing with the ref or something like that. 
and just think uh, yeah, it shows how important he is. But yeah, for me, Malcolm, I'm just got to go with this Villa form. Um, Villa or a big price. It's the price that swayed us really. Villa to beat Arsenal twelve to five, plus two forty. I mean, yeah, you mentioned Arsenal when it's four times this season, but 85th minute or later, um, including the, the one where they scored twice against Manchester United. So you can either take that as positive or a negative, whichever side of the fence uh, you come down on. Um, that win for Aston Villa tonight, Barry, was their 14th home win in a row in the Premier League. was seven this season, but that's yeah. 14 on the spin. They've done that twice before in the history, Barry, the most recent of which was 1931. So this is a rare run of form. I don't think they've lost a single one since Emery's been there, have they? No, um, an absolute rare run of form. And tonight, they had 22 shots. Uh, City had two shots on target. They didn't fluke that tonight. Like I say, that was the most impressive Villa we've seen um, for a long time. Arsenal were unconvincing again. I think they're vulnerable at the back. Villa will test that. This is another one. I had two picks before I went out, Barry, and it's been narrowed down. Um, Either... Take the Villa 5-2 to two if they played well or take the Villa team total um, if, like we expected or like we bet, the game was full of goals and it finished 3-2 City or something. Um, so the Villa team total is 6-4 to plus 150. Um, but I'm the same as you. Uh, Villa did play well. Therefore, Villa get my vote. So Villa at 12-5 to five plus 240. Moving on to Sunday. 2 o'clock kickoff. What time's that? 9am Eastern time. Everton take on Chelsea. Everton are... Ooh, nipped in again, yeah. They were plus 230. They are now plus 220. 11 to 5, uh, plus 220. The draw is at 12 to 5, plus 240. And Chelsea are 6 to 5, plus 120. Um, I can't be back in Chelsea as favourites. Uh, this is the same handicap as a Man United game. It's the same prices, pretty much. It's the same handicap. Even if you don't want the home team, you can't back Chelsea. They're totally and utterly unreliable. Um, they thought they were really clever, Baz, when they dished out all those eight-year contracts to try and circumvent financial fair play rules. Now, what they've ended up with is a load of players who don't give a fuck because they're on eight-year contracts. So it's kind of backfired a little bit. They can just mince around doing what they want. and uh, There's no pressure on them at all. Um, they've got no fight, Barry. In Everton is not a place you want to go where you've got no fight. Now, we caveat this. There's a couple of games here towards the end of the slate that we haven't seen the Thursday night game, so we haven't seen Everton-Newcastle tomorrow. Same with Tottenham-West Ham. Um, but I don't really care because Newcastle will go to Everton tomorrow and regardless of what happens, they'll fight tooth and nail. Um, and I'm not sure Chelsea will. So I'm giving Everton the chance here. I'm an underdog city here, Buzz. Um, Everton at um, 11-5, plus uh, 220, home puppy again, Baz. Yeah, Chelsea were all over the place at the back. Um, could easily have conceded more to Man United tonight. Um, as I said earlier, on the break, Chelsea looked dangerous or, or Man United looked vulnerable, a bit of both, really. Um, they had a ton of breakaways, particularly in the first half. Sterling, Mudrick, Jackson. The amount of times two or three of them got away three on twos and two on ones and stuff. And they just conspired to make a mess of it every time. Um, but Mudrick, Jackson and Sterling are always capable of that, just making the wrong ball at the wrong time or just running into someone. Mudrick was terrible at it tonight. I would suggest Mudrick specialises in it. He's not just yeah. capable of it. It's his favourite thing. Mudrick just done the same thing over and over again, just kept running into someone or trying to make the right ball, but fucking it up. Um, so Chelsea can't be trusted tonight. You called that this week uh, and I, I got it wrong. Um, and as you say, we're covering this without knowing how Everton have done midweek. Either way, I wouldn't be back in Chelsea, and for me, I wouldn't be back in Everton either. I just don't don't know what to expect from Chelsea. Chelsea will pick up some results somewhere. They could go and beat Everton here. Um, so I was happy to just lean to the goals market. Um, four of the last five Everton games at home have been over two and a half, and Chelsea away from home, the over two and a half's landed four of the last five. Um, I thought it was four to five. For the the overs, I thought it was a decent price. I expected that to be a bit shorter, given that Chelsea games lately have seen twenty six goals in the last five Chelsea games. Um, goals at both ends. 
Um, so over two and a half at four to five looks really attractive to me um, as, as, as a single pick. But I would happily potentially go up the ladder with this one. Um, certainly over three and a half would definitely appeal. I think the price on that was two to one for over three and a half. So yeah, the pick for me is over two and a half goals, Everton Chelsea at four to five. But I do like uh, going up a little bit. Over three and a half is two to one. Over four and a half, nine to two. Uh, two o'clock on Sunday, Fulham take on West Ham. Fulham are 11 to 8 plus 137 in from 13 to 9 plus 145 after tonight's win. The draw is 5 to 2. West Ham have drifted a tenth of a point, where 17 to 10 are out to 9 to 5 plus 180 for the Hammers. Barry? Um, yeah, again, a difficult one without having seen West Ham versus Spurs on the Thursday. Um, because prior to that, West Ham are doing all right. They've won five of the last seven in all competitions. But I think we mentioned last week, they haven't looked particularly good. Uh, I don't think West Ham fans are, are particularly impressed with what they've seen from them. Um, David Moyes always seems to be just a, a couple of results away from starting to become under pressure again. I think he, he got away with it last year from the European runs. But I think we mentioned that they've had quite a favourable run of fixtures. And we both thought Spurs tomorrow um, would would probably be more of a challenge. We both fancy Spurs to beat them, I think. Um, Fulham form, two wins and three losses in the last five. But the defeats have come against Liverpool, later on Villa and Man United. So for more comparison games, they've got home wins recently against Forest and Wolves, which are possibly closer comparisons to those defeats against the likes of Liverpool and Villa. Um the standout for me with Fulham is, is the goals. They've scored 11 goals in the last five games. Um, no, sorry, 11 goals in the last four, I think it is, and, and five, obviously, tonight. Um, so, goals, again, Malcolm, over two and a half appeals here to me. But I do slightly favour Fulham as the home side here. So, I'm going to go for Fulham goals instead because the... Over 2.5 is at 4 to 5, so minus 125. But I can get Fulham to score two or more at plus money, 6 to 5, plus 120. Um, so that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go for Fulham to score two or more against West Ham at a price of 6 to 5. Um, I've got the same bet, Barry. Um, same bet, same price. Um, having not seen West Ham, I was quite happy to not factor them into my handicap. My handicap was fully focused on Fulham here. Um, I took the Fulham team total. Um, Tonight, uh, plus 150. Uh, they scored five times. They've scored three or more goals for three consecutive top-flight games for the first time since 1966, Barry. Um, Jimenez scored his first brace since 2020. Uh, so, yeah, I think they can go again. The price is absolutely fine. It's a little bit short. It's plus 120 rather than plus 150, but it's still a fair price. Um, and they've, they've achieved that in their three previous home games. So, yeah, why not go again at plus money? Fulham team total, exactly the same, but um, the final two o'clock game on Sunday sees Luton Town take on Manchester City. Luton Town are 16 to 1. Um, the draw is 13 to 2 plus 650. Manchester City 1 to 7 minus 700. Um, Luton will be devastated with that 4 3 defeat. They played really, really well. They got their noses in front at 3 2 um, after about 50 something minutes against Arsenal yesterday. And they played well. They did what they made it difficult for Arsenal. They competed. They made the most of the opportunities going forward. They made the most of the set pieces. Um, but we took both teams to score for good reason. Um, and it's in a game. Uh, it, it, it even money in that game. Now, Manchester City struggling fast. They will have Rodri back. You've just um, laid out the, the case of him being such a key player. But they still can't defend. Four league games without a win for Manchester City. First time in seven years uh, they've gone four league games without a win. I mean, a, a bit like the Fulham game, I've just taken the same bet, pass because why not? It's plus money. The reasoning that I took it hasn't changed. Um, and obviously you feel better about it when it's cashed. So I don't need to get away from a lot of this stuff. I'll take both teams to score again, Baz. Uh, plus 105, 21-20. Yeah, I thought you might go that way. Um, I mean, it becomes difficult, doesn't it? Man City at one to seven, having no win in four games in the league. Um, obviously a tougher run of games. Chelsea 
um, Liverpool, Villa. Did more difficult games than, than this, but um, up against the Luton side who've made it difficult for teams. Everyone at ho- who's gone to Kenilworth Road has found it difficult. Arsenal found it hard last night, as did Liverpool a few weeks ago. Spurs did, where they only came away with a 1-0 win. Still nobody's won here by more than a single goal. Um, I was a bit torn because Man City could come out angry for this one and go out and make a statement. As I say, they've had a tough run of games and, and this one's a bit easier. Um, we can ease up next week with with Champions League qualification and, and, and topping the group. So, that, you know, I, I, I think they can sort of go full throttle here. But Luton, as you've said there, they can score goals. They've scored an eight of the last ten. Saw them uh, cause problems from set pieces last night. And they can definitely do the same against City, as we've seen. Um, so I'm, I am going goals, but I've gone for match total here. Um, I didn't fancy City handicap. You would need to be taking like a 3 0 or better. Um, City totals, even for City to score three or more, four to six, really short price. Um, but let's not, despite the poor form, City are still scoring goals themselves. They scored three against Spurs. Four against Chelsea. Um, you know, they went to Old Trafford and scored three. City might go and spank Luton here, but Luton might nick a goal at least. Either way, I, I can hit this over three and a half goals. So that's where I've gone for, for my pick here. I've gone even money for over three and a half. As I say, City could get them themselves, but I think, like you, I think Luton will get at least one, um, leaving me City just need to need three. Uh, so, yeah, the pick for me, Luton, Man City, over three and a half goals at evens. Final game on the card is the tea time game on Sunday, 4.30, kick-off 11.30 Eastern time. Tottenham Hotspur against Newcastle United. Uh, Tottenham 5-4, plus 125. The draw 14-5, plus 280. Newcastle 17-10, plus 170, Baz. Yeah, so this one's obviously the hardest one. I um, have to really caveat it by saying both teams are yet to play in this midweek slate, so we are going in a bit blind. So definitely factor that in. Because if there's any big injuries, suspensions, anything like that, that could change things. You know, players like Trippier are a card away from being suspended. Newcastle pick up a new injury every week. So if, for example, we lost Anthony Gordon tomorrow or Joe Linton or something, could change everything. Um, anyway, as, as we know, Spurs fall without a win now um, prior to facing West Ham. So obviously that might have changed. They've lost the last two home games. Villa and Chelsea have uh, both went there and won. And they've conceded 11 in the last four games. I think we expected they would start conceding goals um, due to their style of play and, and due to the fact Van der Ven's now missing. I do like Spurs to get back on track versus West Ham, um, as yet we don't know the outcome of that. But looking for some trends, both teams to score and the overs has hit in each of uh, the last five games for Spurs. Goals looks good every week at the moment in Spurs games. I'm a little bit tentative on Newcastle here. Um, Thursday to Sunday, Malcolm. We all know how hard it is. Play on a Thursday and then play on a Sunday. You can't do that, can you? Wednesday, Saturday is fine. We know right. that. Thursday, yeah. Sunday uh, is. But seriously, it's been a busy schedule for Newcastle. Really tough run of games. But we have sort of benefited a little bit from having some quite big breaks between them. Um, we played on the Tuesday in the Champions League and then didn't play it on Saturday, so we had quite a break there. And then we'll gone Saturday all the way through to Thursday. So so this one is a bit more of a challenge with, with Newcastle's thinner squad. Um, that's I mean, it's the same for Spurs, and it's, Spurs are also going Thursday to Sunday. So a couple of things for me. Dubravka comes in for Pope. Uh, Pope's going to be out for four months. Dubravka's okay. He's not as good as Pope. It is a bit of a downgrade, but, but not a massive concern. The, the bigger concern really is that the away form, still just one win away from home all season in the league for Newcastle. Um, and that was against Sheffield United. Um, that's prior to playing Everton tomorrow, so obviously that could change. So I, I've, I've been quite high on Newcastle in recent games, but I can't, um, I can't take them here. We are in good form, and we've got momentum at the moment, playing well against good sides. Uh, but the away form is a concern. Spurs, Spurs is going to be a tough match. We've drawn four of our lost last eight games away from home in all competitions. Um, so that's where I've went for. I didn't fancy Newcastle. Um, well, it's not that I don't fancy them. I, I, I don't fancy backing them. 
they might they might well go and win. They might keep up the efforts that they have done. At some point, I feel like something's got to come to an end. Uh, but yeah, I like the price for the draw. I'm going for the draw. Newcastle Spurs at fourteen to five. Okey doke. Thank you. Um, I just yeah. The tricky thing for for me here is. I don't know what the reason to Manchester uh, Tottenham's performance at Manchester City. That's three three. I don't know if that was good or bad um, because they did well in various spells. But equally, if I'd watched the highlights and then you told me Tottenham won seven one, that wouldn't have surprised us either. Um, well, funny enough, you mentioned that Postacoglu was asked this in his press conference today. That said something about um, how they'd received a lot of praise for the performance against Man City, and he just replied saying, "Well, after the game, we did." Or at the end of the game we did. And I think he was alluding to the fact that had you have asked anyone 80 minutes in or 70 minutes in or whatever earlier in the game, they didn't particularly play that well. But obviously at the end of it, they get a late goal, they get the equaliser and suddenly it's a, it's a massive result and, and it, everyone... It distorts how people look at the performance itself, don't they? You, you probably start to think Spurs played better than they actually did. Yeah. Um, and I keep sort of fade in Newcastle on the pretense that these 11 players that they've got can't keep going to the well time and time again. But then they keep proving me wrong. Chelsea, PSG, Manchester United, they just keep doing it. So it's a body of evidence, but who do you, do you think, who do you think is a better team, Tottenham or Newcastle? <laughs> um, Newcastle. I agree. I think they are, yeah. I think, I think I we'll think finish it, with them. It's definitely a closer one, isn't it, if they have Madison and Van der Veen in. Yeah. We've, we've seen early, early season form, that's what we've seen. But in terms of what they've got available now, starting 11s, I'd, I'd take us. See, I, I, I don't know what to read into that Manchester City game. Before that, they were all over the shop. They were absolutely all over the shop. And you guys will keep proving it. The disparity of those prices, plus, 20, plus 125 Tottenham. Plus one seventy Newcastle. I want Newcastle, Buzz. Um, we might get a couple of players back as well. Uh, potentially, uh, Callum Wilson, maybe Butman. Um, so yeah, so we might have some more players. So yeah, I'm going to take Newcastle, Buzz, which is very rare. Uh, I don't often put me uh, throw me hat into the ring behind Newcastle, but I'm going to do it. Uh, they're going to win four uh, three because Frank's putting up a Youngman son hat trick for Tottenham. Uh, a little bit of devilment there, Frank. Cheeky. Um, Okay, I did not write down any exotic stuff, Baz, but I can fetch some out while you tell us about yours. Yeah, no problem. I'll get stuck straight in. Uh, with a money line treble this week, well, I'm having no luck at all okay. with my trebles. I took Liverpool to score three or more um, as one of my picks this week, so so my treble went down early on there. Um, money line treble, nothing too fancy. Liverpool to win, Wolves to win. And Brighton to win pays seven to two, uh, plus three fifty. My underdog of the week has to be Villa. Villa at twelve to five for me uh, is the underdog of the week. Villa to beat Arsenal. And a scorer, I've gone for Cole Palmer. Uh, he's got five okay. already this season. Got one tonight. He's on penalties for Chelsea, and I think there'll be goals in, in that Chelsea Everton game. Uh, twelve to five anytime, Cole Palmer, and seven to one first scorer. Okay, well, well, I'm not picking a accumulator because I haven't, and I'm shit at them when I've got half a day to pick them. So I've got no chance of picking a winning one out in the 30 seconds uh, you gave me. Then I have got a anytime goal scorer pass, and I'm going to go to a man who's in form. We know he can score goals. He got two tonight. Like I said, his first brace since 2020. Raúl Jiménez, and if you think Fulham are going to score a few goals against West Ham, Jiménez pass. What a price this is! Nine to four. Uh, plus 225, definitely going to start up top uh, in a team that scored three or more goals in three consecutive games um, in West Ham League at the back. And for my dog, I love Villa, but I'll give the listeners an alternative because you picked Villa. I'm going to go with Sheffield United, Baz. A um, little bit of a new manager bounce. Brentford aren't up to much. Um and they're going to win a game sooner or later. Today might be the day. So Sheffield United plus 375, 15-4 to, to roll over Brentford. And Barry, can we go to bed? It's 20-1 to 1 in the morning. Um, I was just looking at one of the uh, system plays first, Malcolm. Um, <laughs> Saturday, both teams to score all six games. 
Ooh. What, price, what price do you want? Uh, yeah. Six Same games. Thing. I'll give you 22 to 1, Malcolm. Oh, um, right, yeah. I'll, I'll they all came in on Sunday, didn't they? We had a full full slate of uh, both yeah. teams to score, as you say. It's turned into a bit of a scorer's league. Um, so, yeah, both teams to score. Lots of trends for that at the moment. Um, pile on the Saturday games. All of them. All six at 22 to 1. I love that one. Uh, right, thank you very much, Baz. Enjoy your work's Christmas do tomorrow. Are you going to get dead pissed? Um, probably not, because I feel like crap. If I feel like this tomorrow, I wouldn't be that bothered. Plus, I, I want to get home for the Everton-Newcastle game. Yeah. Um, I'm out at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, though, to be fair, so I could still turn up home in time for kick-off and be pretty pissed. Um, I've still got seven hours to get full of booze-like, so... Uh, yeah, good ever. I'm going to miss the game tomorrow, as I'm grafting again. Honestly, the cogs of industry, me turning them bad. Nose to the grindstone. See this? It's my nose at the grindstone. Very uh, working class hero. Where do you want your statue, etc.? Um, reminder, Malcolm, if anyone's still listening, Spotify wrapped. Last chance. If you can get a picture of you and your Spotify wrapped and us on it, uh, get that to us before Sunday. Any entries will go into a little challenge next week to see if we can win a piece of merch. Um, we've had a few new subscribers on YouTube this week. Um, that's when flying over 400, uh, mm. heading towards 500 now. So keep uh, keep subscribing if you haven't done so already on the YouTube. If you listen on the podcast, just give us a subscribe on YouTube. It all helps. Um, and keep reviewing, writing, reviews, rating, all of that lot. Um, right, all the good stuff. Charming. Yes. We'll be back on Sunday night, uh, what, 10 p.m. Uh, in the middle of the NFL uh, Slate as our guillotine team carries on uh, so we might be a little bit distracted but we'll reflect on all the winners we picked this weekend and we'll get stuck into whatever's happening next week thanks everyone who joined us in the chat Captain Insano and Frank and uh, Brian and whoever else was there good luck with your bets this weekend um, and we will see you down the road cheers <laughs>